So hello there and welcome to my table Firestarter Ignite, a table on the go for your delight and encouragement, filled with various delights for your soul. If you are new to this, welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. Tune in, listen, apply. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend here with me. I know you got places to go. I know you got things to discover. I know you got people to see, but here you are. And if you are returning, so glad to have you. For those of you that have not visited my website, I highly encourage you to do so. Firestarterignite.com Head on over there and I'll see you on the other side. Chapter two. In this chapter or a section of the chapter, section of a letter, Paul is writing, Paul is writing a letter to the church in Colossae. And he is unable to be there, so he is sending this letter with his companion, co-laborer, Timothy. Now he continues this letter. This is a continuation of the letter, Colossians 2. I will be reading from New International Version Bible. And you're welcome to follow along with me with a Bible version of your choice. I will also be reading, or I will also be sharing insights um, that are found alongside with Scripture and pray they are a blessing to you. You're welcome to use a Bible of your choice to study and correlate with me. Continuation. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. So he's letting us know some things. He says, I want you to know that I am in a battle for these other churches or for people that have not even met me personally. I am a warrior of Christ, therefore I contend for the believers. My goal is that they may be encouraged in, in heart and united in love, so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So he says this is the, the whole purpose for me. My, my purpose is to encourage, to unify. My purpose is for other believers to understand the mystery of God. The hidden treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And verse 4 says, I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. He says, I'm writing this letter to you so that you can understand and not be deceived by somebody who speaks well, but somebody who sounds good, but is actually not teaching you the truth. When you learn to recognize the error from truth, you will walk in freedom. A lot of times people will come into your life and they will speak words that are false. They will speak half-truth or they will speak words that are the opposite of what the, the Word of God tells you to believe. 
And this is what he's saying. I tell you so that no one may be de may deceive you by fine-sounding fine arguments. Okay, they sound good. These arguments that they're presenting, they sound good. They look like they have a good mission, but in the end, they are not producing any fruit. In the end, they don't really matter. All they are doing is arguing. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. He says, though I'm not here, I am present with you in spirit. It's a, we, we like to say that a lot. I'm not here, but I am with you in the spirit, right? And this is what Paul is saying. Paul is saying, though I'm not with you, because I'm writing this letter to you, I am present with you in spirit and I delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith is in Christ because he, uh, he, um, he was, he definitely cared about their faith and discipline as, uh, as far as growth and development goes in Christ. He goes on to say, verse 6, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. And these are some of the instructions that he is giving. Being rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. So just as you receive Christ Jesus our Lord, as Lord, continue to live your lives in him. So. Let your progress continue. Let the journey that you're on continue on. Continue to build yourself up in Christ. Continue to pray. Continue to study the word. Continue to meditate upon scripture. Continue to gather together as believers. Continue to strengthen one another. Encourage one another in Christ Jesus. And he, he says a second time in verse 8 see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on christ so he says he sends a warning he says be careful for those people that are trying to deceive you to do works that are not going to be beneficial for the kingdom they're going to try to deceive you through well-sounding arguments. Again, he, he is once again repeating himself. He says, make sure in verse 4 that you're not deceived by fine-sounding arguments. And, and again, he comes back to say, make sure that no one takes you captive. Because if somebody comes to you with a certain doctrine or a certain belief, they can capture you and your thoughts and can capture your beliefs and everything you have to be careful about that this is what paul is saying because these things are not going to benefit you for the kingdom they're, they're only there are only human traditions that focus on the world that we live in rather than on christ for in christ all the fullness of the deity on christ to fullness and this is the mystery he says in christ we are full in, in bodily form and we have brought we have been bought brought to fullness he is the head for every power and authority 
Now, remember, even yesterday we talked about body, body of Christ, many members, different functions, and Christ being the head of the church, Christ being the head of believers. He is the head of, for every, over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Because Jews often would come into these gatherings and they would try to convert others into Judaism. You know, um, they would try to convert these believers into believing that works of the law is what they need to be doing. Your whole self ruled by the flesh was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Now he's giving us truth. Having been buried with him in baptism in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Now he's given us some truth so that we can hold on to it in case these deceitful workers of iniquity come around to try to deceive us. He's saying here is the truth. You have been buried with Christ in baptism and you were raised with him through faith in the working of God. So he says, do not pay attention to what it is that we're saying. When you were dead in your sin and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins, having canceled the, char the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. And this is talking about the consequences of sin. It says that Jesus Christ, or, or he says, Paul gives us truth. He says, he who is Christ has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. Some people still believe that it has not been done away with. Some laws are still not being done, done away with. Or some some religions uh, faith believe that it's it has not been done away with, and therefore we have to continue to do what the law requires of us. But here Paul is saying the opposite of that. And having disarmed the power and authority, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. So here he's telling us the truth. He's giving us the truth. So that we can be anchored in this truth. So that we can hold on to this truth. No matter who comes to us and try to sound good, we're not going to believe them. We're not going to be captivated by them, but rather reject their teaching and their doctrines. In the past, I didn't know any better. I didn't know my scripture. Therefore, I believed everything everybody else was saying. But once you know the scripture, once you know what God says, once you know what Paul is teaching and instructing us, then you will not be deceived. Then you will not be like, oh, what if? Um, I'm not really sure. So, you know, maybe. No. It, it, what, what does the Bible say? It's not what they say, but what does the Bible say? And this is why it's important to sharpen your knowledge in the word of God. Sharpen your knowledge. And verse 16, this is, um, I come back to this verse a lot of times because I used to be part of a religious belief that you had to observe a certain day to be holy. 
you had to dress a certain way to be holy and i didn't know any better so therefore i listened to their teaching i listened to their doctrines but today if they were to come to me again i would immediately reject their teaching because i know better therefore do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival a new moon celebration or a sabbath day these are a shadow of the things that were to come the reality the reality however is found in christ this is the truth he said do not let anyone judge you on what you eat or drink or can you eat it or can you not eat it you know how some people say well i can't eat pork or i can't eat shrimp or whatever it may be i can't eat this type of fish or that type of fish i can't i can't uh, um worship on a sunday i can worship on a saturday and so they have these rules and obligations not realizing that these are the shadow of the things that were to come christ however has come to fulfill it all it was for a time an obligation and it was for a time in the old testament for them to follow up but once christ came everything has been fulfilled do not let anyone who delights in false humility or the worship of angels disqualify you. That's another problem that they had in that particular church. He says, do not let anyone who delights in false humility. You know, false humility is humility that, that, is, only, that is only seen to the people, the outside. But, but inside, they're really not humble. They're really prideful, but they put on a show as as to perceive or, or to be liked by others and so he says do not let anyone who delights in false humility and the worship of angels disqualify you such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen they are puffed up with idle notions by they are by their unspiritual mind so they're focused like on the supernatural and they're focused on the angels and they're focused on all these things and all the all this time they're also presenting a false humility they have lost connection with the head so paul is letting us know they are not in communion with the lord they have lost connection with the head from whom the whole body supported and held together by its ligaments and sinews grows as God causes it to grow. And this right here is like a metaphor for the body. You know, our body has many members. It has, it, the, our body has a head, our body has arms and legs and so forth. And not even, not even that, our, our bones are connected by ligaments, right? Our bones are connected. And everything that happens to us is being operated by a higher power god gives it god gives us the strength god gives us the power and so this is the metaphor that that paul is presenting these people that are worshiping angels and these people that are presenting this false humility image he says they are unspiritual and uh, they have lost the meaning and the purpose they have lost the meaning and the purpose and so they're 
they're they're holding on to something have you ever have you ever uh met met someone who has been holding on to a false belief and they will do everything in their power to try to justify its means they will do everything in its in their power and they will they will even become obsessive over it they will even argue and they will even strife and and even walking away you would wonder are they really christians are they really christ-like because christians is simply being christ-like being like christ in character in morals in principles of god but these people they they argue for no reason and walking away you're thinking like are they even christian like they they have lost their mind they're angry they're bitter upset and and strifeful and all this other stuff it makes you think like are they really really who they say they are perhaps they are showing you their false humility that there's they're they only want you to see a certain part of them but the, on the inside they're really not who they are since you died with christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world why as though you still belong to the world do you submit to its rules and so he's now rebuking um the people who are uh, who are within that fellowship or within that circle that are holding on to these rules do not eat do not do not eat this do not taste this and so he's he's literally just presenting uh presenting an example he's saying you say or submit to these rules do not handle do not touch do not taste he says why are you submitting to these the rules of the world these rules have nothing to do it says these rules which have nothing to do with things that are destined to perish with use are based on merely human commands and teachings they do not bring you any spiritual benefit they are they are only made for your body okay if you don't eat a certain food don't don't say that oh it's because you know um my my religion does not allow me to you know what i'm saying um tell it how it is don't put on this false humility you know like like you're trying to be somebody right and so he says these rules they have not they have no spiritual benefit but are merely human commands and teachings such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their with their self-imposed worship their false humility and their harsh treatment to the body but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence so he says all these rules that are mentioned right here they are not beneficial to you spiritually their focus is physical and though they are good it's just like physical you know when we go we, when we work out they have no spiritual benefit they will help you within your body right if you eat healthier obviously you're going to live better you're going to feel better you're going to breathe better and so forth but it it has no spiritual benefit so what he's saying is tell it how it is if you can't do it then 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 tell 
tell that person that I can't do it because I decided not to do it, not because my religion tells me not to do it. You know, because now we're putting on these these um, rules and regulations upon people they that they, they that they themselves are unable to carry. And so Paul is saying, he's saying, um, be careful. The people are going to come in your life. People are going to come and try to burden you with all type of things. But when you know the scripture, when you know the holy word, you will be able to reject their teaching. You will be able to reject their doctrines and instead live as Christ wants you to live. Not as they are trying to sound. Not like they're trying to sound, you know. And so this concludes our study on the book of Colossians chapter 2. This is definitely a continuation of the study. It's only a second portion to the entire letter that uh, Paul is writing to the church in Colossae. He is not there. He's writing the letter. Um, and he's passing on this letter uh, with his co-laborer, Timothy. And so today we are reading his letter and we are learning from him because Paul has been through much. Paul has gone through much. He has encountered much. He has seen much. Uh, and so now he is kind of sharing his experience, you know, because he is matured in the Lord. He's now sharing his experience so that we as believers can learn from him. He says, imitate me as I imitate Christ. That means do, do what it is that I do so that you can also become like Christ because I imitate Christ. I copy the behavior of Christ. And so this is just, a letter that, you know, that he's writing to the church, confronting some things because um, he sees there's a lot of deceit going on. There's a lot of conflict going on. And so he's trying to shut it down. He's like, listen, this is unfruitful for your, for your spirit. This, these rules, regulations that are going on here. And I can say the same thing because I've been through it myself. I can say they have no spiritual benefit. All they do is they, they unburden you even more. They put guilt on you, condemnation. Oh, you know, I didn't do this. Therefore, I don't feel holy. I don't feel righteous. Where God has already uh, decided my righteousness. I, only, I am only righteous in him. But here I am trying to work up my salvation or work up my standard. To being holy and so i am spending my time on something other than than what i should really be doing which is growing my character in christ and practicing my fruit of faithfulness goodness uh self-control patience and so forth peace and love but here i am focused on something other and because i'm focused on something other than what i'm supposed to be focused on I am lacking in other areas. I'm lacking in other areas. So uh, Paul is letting us know. He's like, come on, don't you know any better? If you don't know any better, here I am to teach you. 
here I am to show you. And so I hope you have been encouraged. I hope that um, you have gotten something out of this chapter and it has been a blessing to you. I'm going to um, give you an opportunity. Uh, I believe uh, Vicky is listening. If uh, you would like to share anything that's on your heart um, concerning this study, concerning this chapter, and um, we can learn from each other. But if you don't have anything or if you're just listening today, God bless you and take care.